If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't know if every artist gets this opportunity to feel this way because I do feel genuinely loved and supported. A lot of these folks saw something in me before I even saw it in myself. But yeah, I've been here for 11 years now trying to make friends with everybody, and tonight I think that paid off. We made it through country music's biggest night. I'm Lainey Wilson. I'm Cody Johnson. This is Luke Combs. I'm Cole Swindell. Welcome to a bonus episode of Country Heat Weekly. Hello again, friends. It's Kelly Sutton. It's the morning after the CMA Awards, and we've had naps, but we have so much to talk about. <laughs> we've had naps. <laughs> Uh, that's what you can call it a nap. I'm Amber Anderson. Luke Bryan wasn't wrong. This is our Super Bowl of country music. So many events, so many red carpets, and yes, plenty of awards. Kelly, you started your CMA night on the red carpet for Circle Television in the Grand Ole Opry, and you looked amazing. Oh. I loved that jumpsuit, loved the cape. Thank you so much. A big shout out to my friend Jonathan Kane for the fun velvet jumpsuit that he dressed me in. I really was channeling Winona at that point, and I loved it. We're going to talk winners, break down performances, and share some behind-the-scenes scoop in the podcast today, we promise. But we're going to start with all the fashion chat. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> neon green seemed to be the trend of the night. Yeah. I felt like there was a lot of neon, but green was the primary color. But green was definitely consistent. Yes. And, and it looked great. New artist Kylie Morgan pulled off a neon orange, which she told me was actually her sister's prom dress. It was <laughs> stunning, too. I was like, oh my gosh, look at Kylie. I absolutely loved it. I also loved Kelsey Ballerini's blue dress because she did tell us she was staying with the blue yellow vibe from Subject to Change. This is kind of her era right now. Lainey's orange sequin outfit was everything. She also told us she was going to be wearing a pantsuit on the red carpet. Mm -hmm. And it absolutely fit her vibe. I loved TJ Osborne's suit. Yes. It was clean. You called it captain of the ship. But let's talk about John's fur coat. Listen, John <laughs> is always one that brings a little extra. You know? Yeah. He has extra rings. He has extra jewelry. And on the red carpet, he had an extra fur coat. And I was not mad about it. I really liked it. Jessica Chastain's gown was beautiful. 
That yes. was one I remembered really loving. I do have to tell you, I was a little bit nervous. There were a lot of people dressed in white and also a lot of spray tans. <laughs> and the people that were dressed in white, when they came near me, I was like, I love you. I'm not going to hug you. I know. I know. <laughs> I actually hugged Carly Pierce. And I said, I have to lift my chin. I am not getting makeup on this white dress. And we also need to shout out the host of the night, Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning. I mean, they both were looking dapper throughout the night in their tuxes. A few outfit changes I noticed. But I would say that their humor was absolutely the star of the show, not their wardrobe. But I do think Peyton was the MVP. I mean, selfishly, I was kind of like hanging on Peyton's every word. I'm like, he's, he's about to say something funny. He's about to say something funny. But sitting next to you... You pointed out your favorite Peyton Manning joke. Would you like to share with the class? Best line of the night to me. He's standing beside Brothers Osborne. He looks down at them and says, your mom makes you work with your brother too. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Uh, Knowing that Peyton Manning has to work with his brother Eli on Monday Night Football. I just thought that was hilarious. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And then Luke's joke about trying to find a cowboy hat to fit Peyton's head. (laughs) That was was pretty good, too. It was really good. (laughs) We were in Bridgestone Arena for the show, rocking out to all of the performances. And oh my gosh, you can't even really pick favorites. But we will. (laughs) But we will. We will try really hard. We we will. Okay, I'm going to start. One of my favorite performances was absolutely Chris Stapleton, Morgan Stapleton, and Patty Loveless. Now, I knew... This was coming. John Party told me about it on the red carpet. I said, what are you most looking forward to? He said, Patty Loveless is going to steal the show. She did. About 10 in the morning and the sun goes down. About 3 in the day. It was incredible. They were all together last month for a fundraising concert for the flood victims in Eastern Kentucky. And I think that's probably when they had this kind of worked up that they had done this before, then brought it to the CMA stage and wow, brought the house down. I mean, one of the things I noticed is the camera was panning the audience, especially all of the artists and everyone's face kind of looked the same (laughs) in awe. In absolute (laughs) awe. awe. Everyone's kind of holding their hands in front of them and looking up like, are we watching this happen? Are we, are we hearing this? And I think we need to do a rediscover segment on Patty Loveless. We had that discussion last night. In we our sure did. <laughs> All right. Add that to the to-do list. Okay. One of my favorites of the night, Lainey Wilson and Hardy, wait in the truck. Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy on me. Can we talk about how she was acting when she was on the stage? I was like, girlfriend is taking a lesson from her time at Yellowstone and bringing it to the CMA stage. Did not break character the entire time, which just added to the song. And then vocally, the two of them together. And then I was thinking like, okay, they're both, you know, nominated for New Artists of the Year. Like country music's in great hands with voices like that. You're exactly right. Also, I want to say, Amber and I don't sing, but there are two supergroups that performed last night that I think we would love to be a part of. The first one was Kelsey Ballerini, Carly Pierce, and Kelly Clarkson. Those three <sighs> doing Your Drunk Go Home was just a party. Everyone was laughing, clapping, and having the best time. Kelly Clarkson's Bye always gets <laughs> me in that song, and we got to hear it live. Your drunk go home. 
mean, I'm just excited that they finally got together in person and got to do that because I, you know, like we talked about, Kelly and Carly had never met. Yes. So I loved this performance just like I knew I would because I love the song. The other group that I think that we would gladly join was the group from Lindyville. We're talking about Kaylee Hammock, Ashley McBride, Pillbox Patty, Brandi Clark, and John Osborne all together on stage doing When Will I Be Loved? I was awestruck by this performance. I actually was sitting closer to the stage for this one. And I was leaning forward in my chair, singing very loud, thinking, I hope a camera doesn't catch me. (laughs) Because I'm singing every word. I love the Lindyville Project. And just watching them come together and perform makes me so excited for Lindyville Live that's coming up next year. I already have my tickets. I'm so ready. It's happening. Oh, wow. Okay. Also, we got to talk about our girl that came in to tell us about her performance on Radio Row. L King yes. performing Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so good. It was spectacular, but it made me nervous. I was really nervous about the pyro. Um, still nervous about the pyro. It like, the nerves are just, I like haven't stopped shaking. Uh, they're like, L, they're not going to turn the fire on until you pull your hair back. I was like, you know how long this blowout took? My makeup was like dripping down my forehead. It was just me and fire don't get along. She actually told us that when she was a kid, she got in trouble for playing with matches and setting leaves on fire in her backyard. (laughs) But I did love her connection to Jerry Lee Lewis. I'm so honored that they asked me to be a part of this and that the Black Keys are with me because growing up, my father was super into rockabilly. So it was like the soundtrack of my childhood. So Jerry Lee Lewis was like everything and I would he would show me videos and we would listen to his music. And so when I got asked to be a part of it, I was very, very honored. Another great tribute was husband and wife duo War and Treaty collaborating with Brothers Osborne for the Rolling Stones song, It's Only Rock and Roll, But I Like It. Backstage, they told us how they got together. That's just, once again, that's just a testimony to the family atmosphere of country music, period. Uh, in 2021, Dirk Bentley first invited us to the ACMs to sing a, a powerful song, Pride in the Name of Love. That evening, we got an Instagram message from TJ saying, hey, I'm having an after party at my house and I want y'all to come by. We hadn't met uh, or anything like that. And we went to his house and, you know, and he, he was so kind to us. He didn't care that I was there eating all the food up and drinking all the drink up. And so when we, when we were positioned with this uh, tribute to the Rolling Stones with Brothers Osborne, We were just overjoyed and just filled with so much love and happiness. And um, we hope that that is the most important thing that came across in the performance tonight. Because where else can you get two brothers and two lovers colliding like that? So that's where we (laughs) are. So basically, TJ slid into their DMs. (laughs) (laughs) So if you heard the full podcast episode this week, you'll recall we talked to Luke Combs about wrapping up his reign for Entertainer of the Year. Sitting down with the reigning entertainer of the year, Luke Combs. How are you? Good. I'm good. Yes. Good to see you again. Likewise. Yeah, we're going into it again this year. Raining at two days left to say that. The reigning, (laughs) you know, the reigning entertainer. So I should say it as many times as I (laughs) can today. Well, apparently that made him super nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. I was so nervous tonight about it. I, I was doing some some interviews on Monday. I was doing Radio Row and, and people were asking me about it. And I remember having this 
somber thought of like, well, man, this could be the last two days that I'm the entertainer of the year ever. Like I may never win this again. (laughs) Sorry, Luke. We didn't mean to. We're really proud of you though. (laughs) We are also really excited for our girl, Lainey Wilson. We knew it was going to be a big night for her. She walked in with six nominations and walked out with two crystal trophies, including female vocalist of the year. Every single girl in, uh, in the category I look up to in some way. A lot of the girls have given me advice. They have pointed me in directions. I mean, they have listened to me cry. It's, it's really a sisterhood. It truly is. And they are, are rooting me on. And I feel the love is so genuine. And it, it goes for them, too. I've, I've been here a long time working hard, and, and they know that about me, too. And I think they're really happy for me. Miranda just came over, and, and Ashley, too. I mean, they had tears in their eyes. They were just as excited for me as I would have been for them. Her dad looked like he was having the best time. I didn't realize that he had musical aspirations too. Well, this actually was a dream of my daddy's when he was a little boy. He used to roll a picnic table out to the side of the highway and pretend he was Glenn Campbell on top of the picnic table and play his guitar for the cars passing by. So this was a uh, full circle moment for me and my family. And I'll tell you what, he's grinning ear to ear. This is the most I've seen him smile in months since he got sick and Uh, You know, of course, this right here means the world to me, but also him having him here tonight with me meant just as much. Lainey also picked up Best New Artist, so she's bringing home bookends. In the Vocal Duo of the Year category, it was the fifth win for Brothers Osborne, but it was the first time they met Winona. To meet someone as important to our genre, the Judds have been iconic, very important to the country music story, when at the same time, you're on stage winning an award on TV in front of all your peers and, and a bunch of people watching. It is a weird experience. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, it was really cool. I would love to do it again as like, you know, a round two. So I, I just know what I'm saying. Because the whole time I'm trying to talk, but I see Wynonna and she's, Wynonna, you can't miss her. She, there's the only person in the world that looks like that. She's got this amazing gold sparkly I don't even know what it was, a kimono. I'm like, I'm still in shock over the whole thing. It was very shocking because we had just been scared to death by Miranda Lambert's fireworks. (laughs) And we all, like, everyone literally jumped out of their seats. And then they were like, Brothers Osborne. And it was was, uh, quite a whirlwind. I need a drink. It was also the fifth win for Old Dominion. It's just insane that we're still getting to do this. Period. And that we're getting this award for the fifth time. It's just, we're just so happy to be holding it right now. So we ran into the guys in the valet line (laughs) as we were going to an after party. And I said, well, where, where are the trophies? What's going on? And Matt said, oh, it's fancy. They engrave our names on them and then they'll send them to our house much later. And then I said, are you running out of space? And he said, kinda. (laughs) And actually... Kelly and I had been invited up to a suite to see some contacts of ours right as they were announcing Old Dominion as winners. And we pushed our way to the front of this crowded suite to scream over the railing for our OD guys. I think they heard us. I think they did too. Five wins was so last year for Chris Stapleton. He picked up his sixth trophy for male vocalist. It's so blasé for him. He didn't even come backstage to talk to the media. Well, Jordan Davis did, and he was pretty much losing his mind over his first CMA win. I want to go write songs right now. I mean, like, 
I want to get Matt, Josh, and Jacob and go to a cabin somewhere and try to channel what we did the day we wrote this song. Clearly, I was cheering big for that category. Song of the Year was awarded to By Dirt, and that win goes to the song's writers, Jordan and Jacob Davis and Josh and Matt Jenkins. Winning your first CMA award is special for any artist, but the family connections made it even more special. Well, I can tell you this. Whenever we got called and I went over and gave him a hug first, I just kept telling him, like, dude, we just won Song of the Year. And he finally said, like, hey, dude, we got to go. We got to go. Like, <laughs> we got to get on stage. You know, we both moved to town to write songs and uh, just try to make a living doing that. I shared a room with the guy till I was 16 years old. So we're pretty close. This is something that nobody's ever going to be able to take away from us. Also, that's why Luke Bryan didn't go up on stage for the win, because he wasn't a writer on the song. But I love how Jordan forced him to come up on stage. That was a really fun moment. It is interesting that they don't do the In Memoriam segment anymore. So we got a really nice tribute to Loretta Lynn and Jerry Lee Lewis, but there really wasn't any mention of Naomi Judd or the dozens of other industry pioneers that we lost this year. I kind of missed that part of the show. They did get in a mention for Hall of Famer Jeff Cook from Alabama, who passed this week. And backstage, Old Dominion got to talk about their influence. You know, Alabama is a big part of all of our childhood, you know, that just really is in the fabric of country music. They just absolutely broke total new ground. And they've been a complete influence in a, in a lot of ways for us. And, you know, when you're abandoned this genre, you can't help but look to them for examples of the right way to do things. What a crazy, busy, amazing, fun week this has been. And exhausting. <laughs> but no rest for the weary. We are right back here next week with another full episode of Country Heat Weekly. And Keith Irvin will be in our center stage spotlight. That's right. He just announced an all-new Las Vegas residency. And we've got all the scoop on how it's coming together, as well as the process for making his next album. Will we get the Speed of Now Volume 2 anytime soon? He'll tell us. So follow Country Heat Weekly wherever you get your podcasts. And then you'll get the new episode just as soon as it drops. In celebration of everyone getting all gussied up, we asked the stars this week who they thought was the best dressed person in country music. Here are some hot takes from Jason Aldean, Carly Pierce, and Sam Hunt. Not me. Um, pr hell, probably Kane Brown. Kane's always got, like, swanky stuff going on, man. He's got, like, shoes that hadn't come out yet, and he's, like, got a style that's, like, not even invented yet, and then everybody else starts wearing it later. So I feel like he's, you know, he's kind of ahead of the game a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Not that it's always a home run, by the way, because I've seen Kane wear stuff. I'm like, man, I'd never wear those shoes. But whatever, it works for Kane. <laughs> Casey Musgraves. Got to be one of the girls, one of the women, I would say. Carrie Underwood always looks sharp. No wrong answers here, but Vicki Guyton, Ashley McBride, and Little Big Town's Jimmy Westbrook were all in agreement. Best dressed in the genre, period, Casey Musgraves. And Karen Fairchild is also, she, yes, yes. Karen Fairchild. My wife, Karen. Good, Good answer, answer Jimmy. Jimmy. Good answer. She picked that question. Mm -hmm. just for I did. I did. You were testing me. I was. You passed. <laughs> Heat Weekly is a production of Amazon Music and Wondery. 
Special thanks to Ellen Appleton, Michelle Kirk, and the entire team at the CMA Awards for welcoming us to Radio Row. Executive producer is Melissa Locker for Nevermind Media. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer is Aaron Dethridge. Sound designed by Debbie Daughtry. Production assistants from Annie Reuter, Rick Hamilton, Madeline O'Connell, Tim Einenkel, and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne. The team for Amazon Music and Wondery includes Nathan Brackett, Michelle Kammerer, Emily Feld, Callum Plews, Emily Belote, and Jenny Tay. The executive producers for Wondery are Dave Easton and Marshall Louie. Production support services from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Osmo, Abby, Scraps, and all the other very good dogs out there. Find and follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies and brands to learn the real stories of how they built them, In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity, a how-to guide for navigating life's challenges from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.